This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. We are your hosts, Anthony Ray. And I'm Rudy V. And it's nice to meet everybody. Uh, this is our first episode here, so um, we wanted to sort of get into a little bit about ourselves and uh, so you guys could kind of get to know us right out of the gate. We are father and son. You are my dad, right, Rudy V? I am your dad and you are my son. And we are not only dog groomers, but we're also stand-up comedians. Yes. By stand night. Up, stand-up comedians by night. By nightfall, we take the stage and uh, we try to make people laugh. So that's actually one of the reasons why we call the show Groomer Humor, because we're both we're comedians we're dog groomers we act we do it all so that's sort of uh what we are we're kind of goofballs oh yeah yeah there's nothing serious about our day as we uh, (laughs) as we dog groom our lives away yes uh, from the looks of our stand-up comedian career we'll be dog grooming a mighty long time trust me yeah right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's good that we at least know how to do something other than comedy. We we think we're funny, but uh, I don't know if that's the consensus. Uh, I like the hat, though. That's a funny hat. I like that. You're indoors wearing a, a wool cap. That, that yeah. looks nice on you. Yeah, thanks. I, I, yeah, we're 30 seconds into our first episode, and you're already making fun of me. I love it. Yeah, I like hats. I like mm-hmm. hats. You're not the only one, either. I'm getting tired of everybody making fun of my headwear. All right. Anyway, let's move on. So, um, so yeah, we're going to, for this episode, like I said, this, you know, it's our first one, so we really want to uh, tell you guys who we are and how uh kind of focus on how we started getting into the business of dog grooming and comedy too so um so we're gonna get into all of that in our first episode right after these messages sit stay we'll be right back after a short pause well four to be exact It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Okay, so we're back here, uh, first episode of Groomer Humor, and uh, yeah, so Dad, why don't you uh, sort of talk about how you got into it, how did it all start, grooming-wise? Yeah, for me, it all started, I think, when I was a kid. You know, I grew up in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and I guess I was always that kid that, you know, always uh, brought home a stray dog or cat, and uh, being from New Jersey, there was no shortage of that pregnant junkyard dog or or the alley cat that delivered, you know, six kittens. And, and I was always that kid that just had a puppy and a kitten in my hands and I'd bring them home. But at that time, living with two Italian immigrant 
parents, dogs weren't allowed in the house. And uh, that was a big thing back then where nowadays that's unheard of because we've humanized our dogs so much. Yeah, it's uh, old school. Yeah, that's old school, you know, but uh, thank God for, for the change. But yeah, so uh, I had two older sisters and an older brother who would, uh, you know, just help me sneak the puppy in. And my mother would scream and yell at me and say that the dog can't, that he, well, in her Italian accent, Rudy, please, the dog <laughs> not, can stay inside. That's it. He's got to stay outside. So I would just, you know, I would okay it and I would say, all right, fine. And I'd ask my sisters, please, you know, let's hide the dog. We would hide the dog in a pillowcase or, you know, behind the couch. And <laughs> my mother, case. yeah, my mom would come in because, you know, hear the puppy barking or yelping or whatever, or crying. And, and, and she'd come in screaming and yelling, you know, and in her Italian accent, Rudy, I thought I told you he's got to stay outside. And I'd beg and say, mom, please, <laughs> can we please just keep him in here for just for one? One night and she would say, okay, but don't tell your father. Five minutes later, my father would come into the room and he'd say, Rudy, I thought I told you the dog's got to stay outside. <laughs> and I'd say, dad, please, can we just please keep him inside? And he would say, okay, but don't tell your mother. <laughs> so, you know, that was the, uh, the consensus of just, you know, having all these pets. And my mom would say to me, you know, one day you're going to grow up, you're going to own a zoo. Mm -hmm. And uh, my love for animals, not just dogs and cats, just all animals, had just started when I was very young. And um, by the time I got older and got a little more established, you know, and got my own place, I felt the freedom of having as many pets as I want. So, you know, I just collect a stray here and there. I ended up with about maybe four dogs, seven cats, a set of lovebirds, two sets of parakeets, finches, an aquarium. I mean, my entire life has just been based around animals. And, um, you know, and I've never been happier in my life because uh, my mom was right. I basically did own a zoo. Yeah, but, set a set of lovebirds. I I don't even remember them. You know, I don't know why they call them lovebirds. Every time I would reach into the cage, they bite me. So they, <laughs> yeah. they peck at my finger. They they draw blood. I don't know yeah. how much love was. There. I think they loved each other. They definitely hated me though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I see. I love birds. I don't know that I'd ever own one though. They scare me. And I don't remember what comedian said it once, but he said uh, he he doesn't want any of his pets outliving him. And I've heard that about certain <laughs> species of birds. They live forever. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have a 90-year-old cockatoo. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, they go, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I wish our dogs and cats had that lifespan, you know. Oh, that would be amazing. That, that would be awesome, you know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, you know, so, again, I couldn't be happier. And, and uh, I ended up at 18 years old, 19, 19 years old, eight, 1985, I ended up going to grooming school. I attended uh, Nash Academy of Animal Arts in uh, at the time it was in Cliffside Park, New Jersey. It was a it was a forty five minute drive from my house, and it was full time all day. And I did that for about four months straight, and uh, you know got my grooming certificate and ended up working for a couple of groomers. And uh, it just I never turned back. I you know I've been grooming for the past thirty three and a half years of my life, and you know wow, it's been really it has been that long, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So it's been a joy. I mean, it has its ups and downs. It's not easy. It's not an easy job by any means. It's actually very difficult. You know, you have to have a lot of patience, not just with the dogs or cats, but with people. You know, sometimes as a dog groomer, you know, you see a lot of different pets. So you have this whole different insight to dogs where you're actually teaching people about their own dogs sometimes that right. they might not um 
and and it's a lot of, a lot of communication you have to communicate with the customer you have to make you know you have to make friends with the dog gain its trust and but you know we're going to talk more about that stuff as time goes on uh, oh, you know yeah. with the radio yeah. show and it's for anyone out there that's like looking to do it i mean if you have a love of dogs and cats and you have a pretty steady hand it's it's not just love i mean you have to be good at it it's uh you know you wouldn't become a mechanic if you didn't know how to hold a wrench in your hand yeah you know and, and it's there's a lot of that you have to have no certain techniques you have to have a steady hand you have to be good with holding clippers and tools and brushes and uh, so there's a whole element of grooming that you know i think the show we want to get across you and i as longtime dog groomers, you know, again, I love it. And um, I think your story is, you know, just as interesting. You're my son. Yeah, we have some very big similarities to each of our own stories and some big differences too. at the same time. But before we get into mine, did I always wondered this and I've never actually asked you this. Did being a groomer have anything to do with you becoming a comedian in any way? That, uh, like, just sort of, uh, like anything about it, like the fact that maybe that grooming is nine times out of ten a, a nine to five type thing. Uh, did you ever feel like that time you had at night where you just, you were spent and, you know, and you just wanted to, what made you go from being a groomer to being mm-hmm. both a groomer and a comedian? You know, and that's a really good question because I actually set out to be a comedian way before. I set out to be a dog groomer. I really never set out to be a dog groomer. It wasn't something, you know, I wasn't, you know, in sixth grade. And when they were asking, you know, kids, (laughs) what do you want to be? You know, oh, I want to be a fireman. Oh, I want to be a cop. I want to be a nurse. I didn't raise my hand and say, oh, I want to be a dog groomer. Uh, (laughs) I I don't even think dog grooming was even a thing back then. Um, So, you know what I mean? But no, it's a good question. No, I actually set out to be a stand-up comedian and I, I went to an open mic at a comedy club called Bananas and um, I put my name on the uh, open mic list and I was like fifth or sixth on the list. And as I was watching these comedians go up on stage, I became so terrified where I was literally shaking and becoming nauseous that <laughs> right before they called my name, I ran out of the building and jumped in my car oh, and my. I said, just being terrified of going up on stage. And I actually got really depressed from that. It bummed me out because it was something I really, really wanted to do, but just at the time couldn't mm. overcome that fear that you know of <laughs> at right. this point because yeah. you just sure. doing it a couple years ago. And then I, I just needed something. And I, you know what it was? I went back home. And the thing that helped me was my dogs as nervous, not the birds, not the lovebirds, not the birds. Trust <laughs> me. but I was so depressed, literally crying, feeling like a loser, feeling like I can't do something, but it didn't stop my dog Nookie from coming up to me and, you know, rolling over and putting his head on my lap. You know what right. I'm saying? And I think maybe I realized it right then and there, maybe I should do something with dogs and cats and, uh, you know, At first, it was like, oh, well, maybe I could be a vet. Because, again, dog grooming wasn't popular. It's getting popular now. It's just starting to get popular now, really, in my opinion. Yeah, all this time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be a vet. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a C-plus student at best. So, (laughs) you know, know, the vet school's not up, you know. You got uh, me by a letter grade. (laughs) (laughs) You know, well, it's it's in our genes. (laughs) But, but, uh, you know, and then I literally just thumbed through the yellow pages and, and I came across the grooming school. And at the time, there was two. There was New York School of Dog Grooming. There was Nash Academy of Animal Arts. I mean, another one here in Jersey that I forget the name of. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. 
I clip my own dog's nails. I think I can do this. And I did it. And you know, we, you know, we could talk more about that at a later, because that whole experience was, was, yeah, was crazy. That's, in that's an entire um, topic in itself there. Yeah. I walked into a room of 25 girls. I was the only guy. I kind of encouraged me to stay, to be honest with you. Sure, you know, yeah. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> at, at the time, you know, it wasn't a guy thing. It mm. wasn't for men. It was just outnumbered by women. And uh, But now I think it's for everybody. But, you know, what? why don't we go to break? And uh, when we come back, let's hear a little bit about your story. Because, uh, again, you know, you're my son and your story uh, is my story as well. So uh, we're going to go to break and uh, we'll be back in a minute. Okay, time to call off the dogs. We'll be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Ooh, get the stinky dog away from me. Bad breath and bad gas. Petey stopped eating. All his hair fell out. Itching, licking, missing fur. At least $5,000 in vet bill. Creams, antibiotics, sprays. No results. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. The shedding is stopped and the itching is stopped. Her coat is not soft, it's silky, it's healthy and shiny and glossy. She's got life, she's got energy. Tons of energy, no more bad smells. Dynavite's the bomb. Dynavite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. (laughs) 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. We wear fur and we're damn proud of it. What? And our four legs and our tail and we go to the bathroom outside. Well, we may not be too proud of that. <laughs> Sniff around, then mark your spot right here. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Okay, guys, welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. Before the break, we're just talking about how Anthony, my son, and I got into the grooming business. So, yeah, we're going to hear how Anthony got into it and uh, in his personal experience with how he got into dog grooming. So, uh, yeah, Ant, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about you? Well, I never remember not being around dogs and cats. That's never been a part of my life. I've always had pets or been around them at some point. I remember the story you were telling earlier it, about you, uh, you know, you're sneaking dogs in and, uh, you know, don't tell your mom, don't tell all that. <laughs> um, it's funny that because that's what I meant by our stories have some similarities, some differences, because it was definitely that was the opposite for me. I would have been that kid who always brought home dogs and cats or whatever, but there were no strays in my neighborhood because they were all at my house already <laughs> because uh, because you never stopped doing that. That never ceased, except the difference was, you know, like you said, once you moved into your own place and now, you know, and, uh, you know, my mother, she loves uh, pets too. So, you know, it's not now you own the house, not only just, you know, you have an apartment, but now you own a home. So, uh, man, my, some of my earliest memories were, Eight cats, I think six dogs, <laughs> none of which were the ones that you mentioned before. These were a whole new eight, a whole new eight, a whole new six. Do, do, uh, do you remember any of the uh, the cats' names? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, I remember there was Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll, right. she, she was beautiful. Rocky, Rocky was Rocky was the same cat, the same kind of cat from Pet Cemetery. He was a... 
a British blue or a Russian blue. That's one right. Of those. I think it was. I think Church from Pet Cemetery is a British blue. Rocky was. He was the most big. gorgeous one we had. He was. He was big too. He big. Was really cat. Big. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had Pussycat one. Pussycat two. Mm-hmm. They, we had two of them. <laughs> then my favorite one was Simon. Simon yeah. was beautiful, and he was my buddy too. He would always be the one. Well, him and Pussycat. Pussycat one, I believe. They would be the ones that climbed on my chest. Who else was there? Was Prince? Prince was a yep. little bit later. Prince mm-hmm. was. Uh, he was a Himalayan, right? Yep. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Prince acted like a dog. I remember. Yeah. Prince, he used to Prince, like his belly rubbed. Yep. He used to like his mm-hmm. belly rubbed. Uh, Uncommon. For yep. cats. Yeah, yeah, very uncommon. Yeah, I've only, I think I've only other ever met like one or two more cats in my life that like that. Yeah, and uh, well, am I forgetting anybody? I think that was there was so, a few more. Oh, Tika, Tika. We Tika, had the black, we had our black cat. Yeah, she was sweet too. Yeah, and then we had uh, the dogs. I remember Lucky. This was um, I, I'm not as good with the. I don't remember. Frisco. We had Frisco. Lucky. We had Frisco. Yep. We had Fudge Sickle. We had Marietta. Fudge Sickle. Yep. yep. Fudge Sickle used to climb fences. He was yep. a little black mini poodle. <laughs> I would let him out in the backyard, and I would go out ten minutes later, and he would be on top of the fence with all four <laughs> of his paws through the mesh of yep. the fence. Yep. And the funny thing is, he couldn't get down. Yeah. Right. He'd be you there. Know? Right. He'd just be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get mad at him because it's just, you know, what yeah. are you doing? Yep, so, I remember. Yep, all that. Yeah, that was just, those are my earliest memories, just being surrounded by animals. So that's why, uh, like, to this day, because of that, my fr- if, ever, if ever I go over, like, a friend's house or something, and they have, maybe they have, like, a, a mean dog or something like that, I'm not quite as scared. Not that I'm not afraid of getting bit, but I've just spent so much time around animals that some people get really nervous when they meet a new animal for the first time even if the dog is a sweetheart or a cat i've always approached animals so easily because i just don't even know life without them um right and then i mean i started coming to visit you at work because you've been a dog groomer as long as i remember you i think you even started that before i was born I remember yeah. coming to your shop at a very early age. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I used to have you, you know, sweep up and even start bathing. I would yeah. teach you how to bathe oh, early I was, on. I was petrified. I was so scared. I remember, I remember the first dog I ever bathed, actually. Mm-hmm. It was a little Shih Tzu. He was really, really sweet. So you let me do it for the first time. I don't really remember how old I was, but I was young. And I had been coming into the shop for a while, and I remember being so scared of getting soap in the dog's eyes. I was mm-hmm. so afraid of that because okay. that's one of the most important things, you know, as a, mm-hmm. you know, as a groomer. You know, it's one of the main things to watch out for when you're given a bath. And watch it with yep. the water in the ears. Watch with the soap in the eyes. Right. And I was so right. scared of that. And I remember doing it, and it was the coolest feeling in the world when <laughs> you put the dog on the drawing table. And I said, Daddy, uh, how, how was the bath? How was, was it okay? And you were like, it was perfect. And you were, right. yeah, I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did it. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, that that was like, I can't even believe I remember that, my first bath. Yeah. And then as, as time went on, I got a little older. So you started trusting me a little bit more. And I was just around it for so long, even at 13 years old, I was just around it already for five years on a professional level almost. So um, I I remember, yeah, I would every day after work, I'd go to the store next to us and I'd buy Pokemon cards. (laughs) <laughs> and that, that would be my day. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
And then we just started meshing. It was then, then I started learning a little bit more and more, and and I started falling in love with it. And like you said, it's not all easy. It's not all fun by any means, but not by a long shot. But I think just because I was around just so many pets all my my entire life, I guess I was sort of made for it, you know. And it's yeah, it's safe to say that it's not something you really set out to do either. No, you know? I think that might be the case in most dog groomers. I don't think it's something mm-hmm. that you set out to do. I think things have changed now. Now the consensus is now it's actually an art. It's actually a trade. More and more yeah. people are looking to become professional dog groomers. But yeah. even when you, I mean, you're, how old are you? 27, 28? 20, yeah, I'm 27. I'm I don't even know how old my own son is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I'm know, so that's because you're, you're a bad father. I'm a bad dad. I'm just a bad dad. <laughs> I'm a good pet owner. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you this, you're a better groomer than you were a father. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, uh, totally kidding. Totally kidding. No, but, um, no, the, the thing is, I think it's important that, you know, we address that and continue to address that because I would love to see more dog groomers. And now, you know, you have apprenticeship, you have bather fluffers. And honestly, yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean this, you groomed dogs better your first time and i remember how old you were you were 10 you grew uh-huh. dogs better your first time than i have seen some people bathe their dogs i've been doing it for years really? um oh yeah you know anthony does all the bathing all the drying in the shop and when we have a busy day when you know you're talking about a seven eight nine dog day it's a very busy day by the time you're you're done bathing one dog you're exhausted and oh, here's yeah. Anthony bathing eight some of which are golden retrievers labrador retrievers big dogs that just take a lot of time fun dogs and, to rinse i'll tell you that they're, they're yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but your hands are raisins by the end of the day oh yeah, yeah. i'll tell you that i always my friends always say oh so you bathe dogs you know your hands are probably really dirty and i actually say no it's actually the opposite the dogs are dirty but uh i have soap on my hands constantly all day long they look like prunes by the end i'm constantly washing my hands yep whenever i bathe the dog i have the cleanest fingernails you'll ever yep. have Yep, you I know, never have what, dirty what, fingernails. You never have dirty hands. Nope. Our hands are always clean. It looks like we haven't worked a day in our life yeah, because our right. hands are actually soft and moisturized because of the dog shampoo <laughs> and the cream rinse that we use. Right, you know right. what I mean? My yep. hands smell like, you know, like butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, what was next? Then came the comedy, actually. Then that was another thing that I always grew up watching you do because you ended up doing it. You said you ran out your first time, and I know that feeling very well, but you ended up doing it. You got on the stage. So then I was watching you not only groom dogs, but now I'm watching you do comedy, and you were filming yourself. And that, I think, was the moment where I was like, all right, this guy, you is like this guy is my hero how are you doing that because that's what i mentioned before you know we're going through these nine ten sometimes even more (laughs) these long dog days i'm going home i'm i'm younger i'm hanging out at home i'm popping on the playstation 2 and 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 and, (laughs) you know at the time or n64 whatever it was and 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 i'm kicking back i'm saying i'm tired and you're heading out to drive two hours into Pennsylvania <laughs> to a dive bar to perform in front of four people. Um, and I'm just like, what? what is he doing? But then you would show me your tapes and I would go, wow, I want to do that. And I remember one of the first times you ever told me to do it, I was like 14 years old and I was panicking because I was like, dad, who wants to listen to a 14 year old talk about life stuff? I'm, I'm not a comedian. I'm too young, whatever. But 
as I got older, I became the kid that would just fall to make his friends laugh. Same stuff you used to do. And, and you know, I'm, I'm the nut. I'm the goofball. I'm the guy that will do anything to make everybody laugh. And I had friends telling me all, all throughout my life, really, you know, dude, how come you don't how come you don't do comedy like your dad? You're funny. You're both so funny, you, you know, and I was so scared. And honestly, it wasn't until a couple years ago where I finally, finally had to share that with you. I finally had to. Yeah. Say, because you, you know, you know, I, you, you've been telling me, God, forever, forever, yeah. since as long as I can remember, to be a comedian because you, we like to be creative. If I don't have anything else, it's that I, I need to be able to be creative in some way or just silly. I remember bugging and, and, you. And, no, and again, your first time on stage, you killed it just like you killed that, the best. That, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm your dad. I know. I know what you have in you. And, and yeah. believe me, it, and I'm a realist, too. If you, if, you know, if you weren't funny or, you you know, you weren't right. good at it, I'd be like, hey, you know, uh, maybe you should do this. You know, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, like it, the time I told you I wanted to be a boxer. You were real nice about it, but you said, yeah. eh, you know, and, you know, you sure you don't want to pick up a microphone? And just kinda... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The time you wanted to get into MMA. Yeah, right. The time I wanted to. But, yeah. But, but you felt guilty punching a punching bag. Right. You didn't yeah, I know. Hurt. That's the thing. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't even like killing spiders. I don't like killing <laughs> exactly. But you know, I want to punch a human being in the face. What an idiot. Yeah. You know, why don't you just go on stage? You know, just go on stage and do some funny stuff. That'd be better suited for better. you. And, and you yeah. won't get hurt. Yeah, and you won't get hurt, but <laughs> not yeah. physically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's really like that. Where these stories, when I tell them, because it's you know, you reflect on them when you're alone, but it's not until you say it out loud that you really kind of hear your own story because you know it's always in your head. So you got your memories, but like uh, you know, to actually tell the story, it actually it's amazing to see where we are now at this stage in life because. Like you never set out to be a dog groomer. You set out to be a comedian. I never set out to be a dog groomer. I sort of set out to be like you as much as I could because from as far back as I could remember, you were always just the coolest dad in the world. So then you were a dog groomer. So I was like, well, time to do that because that seems cool. And then you were a comedian. And as much as I didn't want to do that, it was calling to me. So I was like, I guess I got to do that. And now to just to see, it's amazing. I'm like really happy with where we're at because yeah it's grown the business has grown we, you know we've begun doing the comedy thing together we've always done the grooming thing together now we're doing the comedy thing together now we're doing the show together i don't know that i can do it without you just, I, I definitely you know can't what i mean without you yeah yeah, yeah because we just, i wouldn't want to yeah i wouldn't really want to either it's just what you make it fun yeah. You know, and that's why I'm happy that we have this opportunity to, um, you know, and not every show is going to be like this. It's not just always going to be, you know, background or whatever. We have stuff that, yeah. you know, serious things and funny things that we want to talk about. But, you know, that's why I'm glad we have the opportunity to do this, because I want anybody who's listening, anybody who has an interest in hearing some of this stuff, some of the, our ideas or some of our thoughts. Uh, you know, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to to sort of shed some light on where we came from. You know, we're just this father and son groomer comedian team from New Jersey. It's, it might not be something that you hear every day. And I'm really happy that we, uh, we had this opportunity to sort of tell that story and get to know everybody. I yeah. want all you guys to get to know us just as much as I want to get to know you guys. Uh, you know, that's, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm definitely very excited yeah. about that. That we may be out of time. Yeah, I think uh, so. But uh, like I said, we have a, a lot. Not every episode is just going to be us spouting off about our, ourselves. We just kind of wanted to do that this time just so that you guys knew, sort of had a look into the in the lives of the two guys that are going to be bringing you the show. So, but um, we're going to spout out about ourselves too, though. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, of course. Yeah, we'll be spouting out about ourselves plenty. But uh, just in case anybody's uh, like confused, you know, we are groomers. There's going to be plenty more uh, dog talk and cat talk. And uh, there's, there's going to be a lot to learn here about pets. 
Yeah, just about all things. I mean, hell, even Lovebirds made it into our uh, it made it into our first episode. So there's no telling uh, what it could be. So um, we're about out of time. Uh, I want to thank Mark Winter for uh, helping us do this. It's because of him that we're able to put this together, and uh, we're really thankful for the opportunity. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much, Mark. Really quick before we go, just wanted to tell you guys that we do have a YouTube channel. It's called Grooming by Rudy. We post a lot of stuff on there. We get as many videos out there as we can. Uh, we do one or two videos a week. We do, uh, you know, grooming tips, demonstrations. We do some funny stuff. It's called Comedy Cuts. I do a segment called Talking Paws where, um, you know, it's sort of the same thing, like tips and, uh, you know, little tricks and stuff. I just recently did a top five Halloween costumes for this year. So, uh, yeah, just fun stuff like that. Just everything and anything grooming and comedy. So, um, yeah, be sure to go check that out. Go give us uh, some subscriptions and uh, some views and make sure to drop some likes. We'd love to hear from you guys, leave some comments, and uh, that's about it. Thank you, Pet Life Radio. Thank you, Pet Life Radio. And uh, until next time, we'll see you guys again. Thanks, guys. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.